Hi, my name is Marcus, and I am the host of Comic Corner. Along with my co-host Mason, we bring the kingdom of geekdom to life, or to darkness. Join us as we talk about heroes, villains, myths, and more things nerdy. Listen to us every Wednesday at 8 on Spotify. Brought to you by Gateway Pro Productions. Police find a very bloody scene in 1965. As they begin investigating, they have more questions than answers, and those questions are still unanswered today. This is the Icebox Murders. Hello, guys. We are back with another episode of Code 187. I am Joe, your host. And I am Sarah, your other host. <laughs> yes, we thank you guys for coming back for another murder, mystery, and investigation. I want to give a big shout out to everybody who's listening because we've gotten, I've gotten so much feedback from people. They're just like, hey, when are we doing another episode? When are you going to guys doing another episode? I didn't get the link to this or I didn't get the link to that. So I am so happy that we're getting so much feedback from this show and that you guys are sharing stuff from our page um, and just everywhere. So thank you for all the love and everything that you guys are um, showing us and that, you know, that you guys really enjoy this we, because we like doing it. So, yeah, I'm getting a lot of love on YouTube on the videos as well. So, I think it's going yeah. good. The videos are very hard for me because I, listen to, I listen to them on the podcast. So, it's like, do I really want to rewatch them? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's very hard for myself to watch either one or the other. So, I want to start like a schedule where I flip flop on them. So, because I'm just that kind yeah. of guy. I listen to it. So, now I don't want to, I don't know. But, <laughs> some people do both but it's either one or the other it seems <laughs> yeah i just draft for fedex so that's what i do i listen to the audio but right. we have the icebox murders today yeah yeah ah, I, I don't <laughs> like that what does that mean <laughs> well it's a very old school case like okay. i said 1965 okay. um i think this is our oldest case we've done mm-hmm because uh, I don't really, it's hard to find stuff yeah. back then mm -hmm. that's widely reported on. This one is, um, there's lots of theories, lots to discuss, so I'm excited. So this is another mystery because there's a lot of theories. <laughs> I keep hitting you with the mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good because it gets people talking and then next thing you know, like you said, we'll get people talking and then they'll, they will... Uh, We'll figure out something so yeah so all right i hope you guys are ready because i'm ready to dive into this version this mystery this week mm -hmm. so let's get going here we go all right um so june 23rd 1965 the houston texas police department received a call from a man named marvin martin okay 
which what a name that man has. Sounds like a superhero name. <laughs> like It really is. Yeah. <laughs> um he was asking for a welfare check on his aunt and his uncle. Uh, his aunt and uncle were Fred Christopher Rogers, who is 81, okay. and Edwina Rogers, who was 79. Okay. They had not been answering their phone. No family member had heard from them in several days. So this guy's thinking, like, they're old, you know, just go check on them. Make mm-hmm. sure they're okay. Um, when the police knocked on the door, there was no answer. So they entered and Fred and Edwina were nowhere to be found. Hmm. However, some food was out on the table. Okay. So it seemed like they were here and alive at one point. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the cop said he didn't know what possessed him to open the fridge, but he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the refrigerator was stocked with a lot of what he believed was hog meat. Okay. Neatly stacked on top of each other <laughs> was all of this hog meat. Um, so he, it seemed that the couple had just vanished after eating a delicious meal of hog meat. <laughs> um, as the police kept looking through, they found two human heads in the vegetable bed. Mm-hmm. 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 Listen, <laughs> if was, if you, if you see, this is why you guys need to go watch videos because <laughs> you could tell by my face that I knew it wasn't hog meat. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, yeah. So right off the bat, like, kind of were suspicious that maybe this is not what it seems. So, um, (laughs) so they looked more at the meat in the refrigerator, and they found packages full of dismembered body parts Mm -hmm. in the fridge. So this wasn't hog meat, it was human meat. Yep. Yep. I think this was our first, like, dismemberment case that we've done on Code 187, at least. Yes. Yes. Um, we did a episode or two, three. I don't remember how many. I think we did two. I think we did two on the uh, Joe show. Yeah, we did on two the on Joe the, show, and yeah. we talked about dismemberment and cannibalism. Yes. See, because I was already thinking. I was thinking. Yeah, we've already talked about this. This is nothing new. But if you haven't listened to the Joe show, this is new to this show. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we have our first dismemberment and cannibalism. Now, if you guys remember, we had a disclaimer at the, on the very first episode, so we're not going back. Right. <laughs> You're on long <laughs> but this one's a lot. Um, it is not the same case as was on the Joe show. Just okay. to clarify, yes. this is completely different. Yeah, we don't do um, But it's all kind of the same when you're talking about like human meat in a freezer <laughs> yeah I, I was getting ready to say man this is around if it, if it was around the 80s jeffrey dahmer but this was 20 years earlier so we can automatically just x him out of the picture <laughs> right yes okay so they found out that those remains were fred and edwina mm-hmm After their remains were analyzed, they found that Fred had been beaten with a claw hammer Mm -hmm. and his eyes and genitalia was removed. Mm. 
Meanwhile, Edwina had been shot in the head. After they were dead, the killer had dragged the bodies to the master bathroom upstairs. Okay. The killer then drained their blood and chopped them into pieces and placed the different pieces in the refrigerator. Gotcha. So we're either dealing with we're dealing with a experienced person. Cause it's all packaged up too. Like it was mm-hmm. packaged. This was like he took a lot of time. He or she took a lot of time doing this. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> I, and the reason why I say they're experienced is because you're either experienced in either one killing people or you're experienced at packing meat. And mm-hmm. especially if, if it's already packaged up, it was packaged up and put into the fridge because the way I'm looking at it is, you know, you go to the grocery store and you've got that like seal tight uh, rump roast. That's what I'm thinking mm-hmm. of. And it's like, this person had to know what they were doing. Yeah, and I mean, it, it was unrecognizable to police. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, maybe they hadn't seen a lot of these cases. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> it had to have been packaged to where it looked a little bit like meats. Yeah. I mean, and then they, what was it? It was they, uh, they... Hold on a second. Drain their blood. Yeah, they drain their blood. About? Yeah, drain their blood and everything. You know, so it's uh, just experience. Okay, let's get right back into it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's very creepy and also like. So I talked about this on my my channel that it's weird to say this, but mm-hmm. dismembering a body is a lot harder than people think it is. People think like you just chop people into pieces, but they don't realize like there is bone, there is muscle, there is like you have to go at a certain tendon. Yes. Yeah, it's a lot harder than just like what Dexter makes it look like. Yeah, <laughs> which I've never seen that show before. So I haven't seen much of it. So. You know, I'm going to have to watch it myself. Um, but yeah, it like I said, it, you got to know it had to be like a surgeon or somebody who was a hunter because if even if they weren't even if they weren't a um like if this was their first kill if you are an experienced deer hunter or you a butcher you know you can you know where to cut and stuff and i've heard plenty of stories like that you know um what's that sweeney todd if you guys haven't seen that musical that's a very good musical it Kinda is the same thing yeah so um Experts say that Fred and Edwina had been murdered three days before they were found. Despite the gruesome murders, the house had been thoroughly cleaned. Several of the couple's organs were later found in the nearby sewer. So whoever it was flushed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and which is just odd thing to do. But okay. Uh, <laughs> this whole thing is odd, so I'm not going to pretend to no, know. No black market on here. This... Uh, Black market probably wasn't even. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it wasn't even a thing. Yeah, so this was super brutal, and it was like, why to this elderly couple? Mm-hmm. These people are so old, like, they're not going to fight back. They're not, you know, like, doing anything wrong. So why this couple, mm-hmm. you know? I have I have my own. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait and see before I get my whole thing. I want to know more information about our murderer before I start saying a little bit because 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm still figuring them out, putting pieces together. Right. Well, there isn't a whole lot of information about the couple themselves. Okay. Um, Fred Rogers was a retired real estate agent. Mm -hmm. um, and Edwina went by Ebby, mm -hmm. which I think is super cute. Um, <laughs> and she worked as a sales clerk. Uh, they didn't have any known enemies and their neighbors said they were super sweet mm -hmm. people. Um, so quickly, some more information came to light and it brought up an unusual suspect. Okay. In 1965, Fred and Edwina Rogers were living in Houston, Texas. Also living in their house was their grown son, Charles. Okay. The family mostly kept to themselves in their quiet, pretty quiet neighborhood, mm -hmm. especially given Charles' um, reclusive and antisocial behavior. Okay. So not a lot of people saw him. Mm -hmm. um, some of the neighbors didn't even know that he lived there. Okay. Hmm. Um, he left the house each day before dawn and didn't return until after nightfall. Okay. Um, so people are like, what was this guy doing mm -hmm. all day? Um, it didn't seem like he had like a, a nine to five. Yeah. Maybe he did. And then he just did stuff after, but it was strange. Uh, it's the 60. There wasn't much to do. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> um, so naturally Charles was the prime suspect right away. Okay. But why? What's the motive here? Why kill your parents out of the blue, um, seemingly in a very horrible way? Again, I was just getting ready to say that it's like I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna x him out because, like we said, we don't really know anything unless you know he's something mental going on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they ran into a huge problem here because Charles was missing. Mm -hmm. He just vanished after this. Um, he seemed to have just gone away and nobody knew where he was. Nobody knew anything. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about Charles. Okay. Um, Charles Fed Frederick Rogers was 43 years old at the time and lived in the attic bedroom. Okay. Charles was said to be particularly intelligent. He spoke seven languages okay. and had a degree in nuclear physics. Okay. He was a pilot in the U.S. Navy during World War II and served in the Office of Naval Intelligence. Um, afterward, he became a seismologist for Shell Oil. Okay. Um, this is the work of like finding how earthquakes okay. are related and um, all of that. Okay, I was getting ready to say, I just sat yeah. there and acted like I knew. Like, yeah, seismologists, I, I knew what that is. But thank you for elaborating. <laughs> right, I had to look it up because I was like, I don't know what that is. And all of this stuff sounds like he was super smart. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, with physics and then with working with earthquakes and whew. Okay, so in 1957, Charles just quit his job of nine years. Okay. Just... Randomly, nobody knows why. Charles moved in with his parents after quitting his job, but he rarely saw them or spent any time with them. Okay. He and his parents would communicate by passing notes under their door or his door. Okay. Most of their 
communication was this way. They didn't like spend time together, eat meals together, anything like that. Um, and like I said, some people didn't even know that he was living there. Mm -hmm. So they didn't talk about him either to people. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, <clears throat> there was some circumstantial evidence against Charles. Okay. Because I was getting ready to say, like before before that, I know just sometimes the military can uh, just harden people. So yes. it might really seem weird to us that he was just off standish and everything. But, you know, maybe there was just a lot of stuff he couldn't talk about and he knew if he would talk. You know, just saying. You know, I'm innocent until I'm proven guilty. <laughs> right, right. And, I mean, the military does bring a lot of trauma. You yes. see a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, unfortunately, like, our military doesn't get a lot of help with those things, especially not in mm -hmm. the 60s. Yes. Uh, so there could be something going on there. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to put that out there, you know, with Charles, he might seem like a suspect, but, you know, with all that trauma and stuff like that. But then Sarah said there was some evidence against him, so I was like, oh boy, <laughs> maybe everything I just said would just throw in the trash. <laughs> right. So that's what I do to people on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I first read this, um, I was wondering if maybe it was a, like when I first read like the first couple of paragraphs, I was like, is this a murder suicide? Mm -hmm. Because the wife was shot in the head mm -hmm. and the man had his genitalia removed, <laughs> <laughs> but it can't be because all the stuff afterwards, yes. you, know? you know, but I was like, oh, it's murder suicide. They could have had somebody, you know, some people are weird like that. You know, they could have them. There was a cult that, they would kill each other and then they would do the cleanup afterwards. So you never knew. Yeah. Anything is possible, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here is the evidence against Charles. Okay. Um, authorities found a bloodied keyhole in the attic bedroom. Mm -hmm. So to get into the bedroom. Um, oh, let's see. So they also found a handheld saw okay um or it's like a knife with ridges okay yep this was most likely used to cut up the bodies mm -hmm. and that was also found in charles's attic room gotcha um and so they just they were like this is this is the suspect this is the guy yeah and they launched a huge search for him mm-hmm um, unfortunately, he has never been heard from again. Huh. Which, so. <laughs> I mean, with you got those kind of ties being in the military, you know? You just be like, hey, I did something bad. Can you guys just, you know? Right. Mm. Changed your mind, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Damn. Now, what, now, you said it was like a... Um, a knife that had teeth on it. Now, was it just like a small or was it big? Because what I was thinking when you said they found that weapon, I was thinking kind of like like one of the handheld saws that I use for... It's not like a huge uh, bow saw, but it's just like a... 
you know, kind of like a J saw that we use. I don't know why I yeah. felt like I was going to have lines coming out of my fingers. But, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like a J saw, and, uh, and that's kind of big, and that can cut through a lot of stuff. But then you said knife, and I was, like, thinking, like, my little pocket knife. <laughs> You know. Right. Well, they said a handheld small saw. Okay. So I kind of think that it's like a knife with two ends is what I pictured. Okay. Might not at all be true, but mm -hmm. like, and then rigid. Gotcha. Like you're sawing a tree, but smaller. Gotcha. Okay. So like the ones they had on the cartoons where they had one on one side. Going like this. <laughs> I don't know if that's right. That's <laughs> but, just what I pictured. Because I mean, you could really picture like, um, you could probably picture a handheld version of it, a smaller version of it, and just how much more, you know, because usually with a saw, you're doing, you're holding something down and then you're doing it with one hand. But if you can get it, something held or a body part held in position, and then how much more power you've got going this way, mm -hmm. you know, you guys need to watch video. <laughs> if you're, you're listening <laughs> to it through the audio, watch the video because in this one, this is very, video intense to what we're doing here so right <laughs> future me, I but basically you. what he's doing is he's talking about like that back and forth motion yes. um to basically cut something um which i mean it couldn't have been a clean cut like mm -hmm. they were talking about like they talked it like this was a surgeon or mm -hmm. somebody skilled which he was in the military maybe he was mm-hmm uh, but it just seems like a rigid thing would just be messy. Yeah, and, and I was also thinking, too, I was waiting for you to say, when you were going through over his resume, I was waiting for you to go over something that was in the medical field, and you didn't. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, okay, you know, that's why this guy, he kind of, because the only time, what, the only thing that would really get me to think that he was a murderer was he spent his time in war, and then, on top of that, I really don't think you have time. I don't know what happened in the war, but I really don't think you would have time to sit there and learn how to dismember bodies clean. And then, unless America was really more messed up than we thought, hey, this is how you did it. dismember the enemy, this is how you package them, and this is how you put them in the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we trained America's best to, yeah. oh my <laughs> to do all of this. Uh, Watch this podcast. Watch this episode. It's just something's gonna happen to it because the government's listening right now. And they're just like, they found out what we did back in the sixties. Okay. <laughs> right, right. And then there's gonna be someone talking about that as yeah. a mystery on another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just gonna go on forever. Yeah, they just like the missing episode of Code One Eighty Seven. I'm like, guys, I don't know what happened to it. I don't know. Everything was working fine. It just disappeared. Right. <laughs> um, so Charles had never been found. Mm -hmm. So this means he was a suspect, but they never found that he did it or not. Mm -hmm. They also never found who did it. Gotcha. So this case is still an open case. We mm -hmm. have no idea if it was Charles or not. Um, there is theories. There are big theories. Okay. Um, in this case, mostly found from Reddit and like discussion forums. Okay. So some of them have some fact, but it's a lot of just like people trying to piece it together because it's so you just don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think there's a possibility that it could have been someone else and they maybe either took Charles 
or killed him and put him somewhere else mm -hmm. or I just I I really don't know about that because military you know he would have to be I, I would think I mean like we said most people don't even know they didn't even know he was there so you would really have to know this family you would have to know that he was in the military um, his parents didn't talk about him so for just some random person to um, for some random person to walk in kill his parents and then kidnap him I think they would have to unless it's somebody from the military what hold on what if this isn't even something about the parents what if charles had did something in the military which is why he left and now that's mm -hmm. why he was living with his parents to try to escape that then they found him and then uh they took him killed his parents did all that thing because maybe they were a deer hunter that's really that part right there most of the other stuff is really fact. I'm just adding the deer hunter thing in there. But he's a deer hunter because he packaged, just because he packaged it up. But right. I, I can understand what we hear like Jeffrey Dahmer when he would cut up bodies or cannibals that would cut up bodies. They didn't package them. They would just put them in the fridge, you know, and they mm -hmm. didn't go through all the work. So it's got to, it just makes me think that it has to be somebody who's, a meat processor or a butcher or something in their pastime, but there's a theory for you. It was <laughs> it was uh, Charles's fault. <laughs> there we go. Well, it definitely could be, and I mean, it's a very odd way to do things when you think about it, because like he wasn't going to eat them yeah. unless he was going to come back. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't. There's no evidence. It just seems like he just left after that yeah. so he wasn't going to eat them why mm. put their bodies in the freezer to begin with why take his dad's genitalia mm -hmm. off and flush it down the toilet mm -hmm. and put their heads like you'd have to either be mentally ill because there's no other motive for all of that i guess yeah and i was getting ready to say it's because maybe he was really he saw other serial killers, but this wasn't really a thing until what? What? What year was this? Sixty-five, sixty-nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it was yeah, sixty-five. Yeah. So the, we were just getting started with serial killers in the sixties, and then they really kind of blew up in the seventies. So the only really thing I could think of is just some type of Satanist kind of thing where. Either he was a Satanist or he was trying to make it look like somebody like that. Because this could be a whole ploy just to, um, you know, uh, push evidence on to make it look like it was something else. You know, mm -hmm. I still I still wouldn't go through the whole the, all that work, <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. Cause that's a lot of work. And clean the house, too. Like, <laughs> no. I mean, there wasn't much evidence it was super clean he drained all the blood so there was no blood so is this just an undercover btk case right here <laughs> pretty much <laughs> it sounds like something he would do yeah. clean the house package up everything and then come back eight days later and said hey it's me so <laughs> yeah well, so let's get into the theories, and some of these get very conspiracy theory. Uh -huh. So, 
yeah, it's Let, very crazy. Now, let's before we do that, let's do an ad and hit this on the other side. All right. Sounds great. All right, we'll be right back with more of the conspiracy theories. So stay right there. Hey guys, it's Joe, or Joe the producer as you might know me, and I'll take some time to let you guys know about my show, The Joe Show. It's a podcast that I run with Marcus and Mason, and we talk about anything and everything except politics. You'll never know what we'll be talking about on The Joe Show. Sometimes we can get serious, and sometimes we can get goofy. But whatever we talk about, our main goal is to entertain you, the listener. So check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also hit us up on social media at Facebook at The Joe Show, Reddit at The Joe Show, Instagram at The underscore Joe Show 20, or we're on TikTok now at The Joe Show 2020. Check us out. It's a great show, and I love doing it. The Joe Show. It's a podcast. guys and we are back with more code 187 we are going to be talking about now the conspiracy theories and things about this case so i'm ready conspiracy yes i already gave mine a little bit of mine so (laughs) i want to hear what these people from reddit and everything have to say you know this one goes off the deep end i feel like um all the theories on this one are crazy mm-hmm. but how familiar are you with like politics and old school politics um a little bit now you have to really realize around that time that was uh those were big years for us as within the black community so i know a little bit more about that wait so i didn't even ask so um what color are they White. Okay, okay. White family. Okay, there we go. Yep. But this kind of centers around the assassination of JFK. Okay. Which I know you're like, these two old people killed in a refrigerator and then JFK, like, what? Yeah, okay, here we go. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) right. So just put your, like, tinfoil hats on for a minute and go with me. All right, so... In 1992, John R. Craig and Philip A. Rogers documented Charles' life in the book called The Man on the Grassy Knoll. Mm -hmm. They have some very wild theories. So during the 1950s, Charles joined the Civil Air Patrol, and that is where he is believed to met a man named David Ferry? Ferry? Okay. Um, a man accused of being involved in a plot to assassinate the president, John F. Kennedy. Okay. So David Ferry, Ferry and Lee Harvey Oswald were seen in a bunch of pictures together in the same Civil Air Patrol. Mm-hmm. David says he never knew 
Lee Harvey Oswald. And this conspiracy is not true. Okay. So this couple wrote a book and in that they were investigators for the national intelligence service bureau okay and there was a claim that charles was a cia agent until the mid 1980s okay they accused charles of being one of the men who assassinated president john f kennedy and then blamed it on lee harvey oswald okay uh, they say Charles was one of the three tramps. Is what they're called? Okay. <laughs> uh, weird name. Uh, weird name by today's standards, but uh, along with Charles Harrelson, uh, father of actor Woody Harrelson. Okay. And Chauncey Holt, who was arrested in Delay Plaza after the assassination of Kennedy. Hmm. Okay, so. People believe the man that really killed Kennedy that day, or the men, Mm -hmm. framed Lee Harvey Oswald. Okay. Which was the man who went down for killing JFK. Mm -hmm. Oswald is known to have killed the president because he was suffering from mental illness. Okay. The motive for the others wanting to frame him seems a lot on political differences and political sides okay they had the motivation of like not wanting to be involved in the war and like all of this conspiracy theory stuff mm-hmm. i'm just like scratching the surface because there's this whole <laughs> big right <laughs> whole big thing about the war jfk the assassination all of this stuff right uh-huh. i told you it's 10 10 foil hat it's just it's just one of those things where we've you've already gotten us so deep into this conspiracy i'm like what what were we talking about again oh yeah we're talking about the murder of two people i'm like okay i'm just waiting for it to connect okay (laughs) right okay so here's where it connects okay the authors claim that the reason charles had to kill his parents who were Edwina and Frederick, the dad, whatever his name was, I don't know, um, <laughs> was because they were listening and keeping track of Charles's CIA phone calls. And the elderly couple knew too much and needed to be killed. Mm-hmm. Um, according to the man on the grassy knoll, which was that book, Charles fled to Guatemala, Guatemala, sorry, <laughs> where he likely died of old age. The book has been heavily criticized for its lack of sources uh-huh. and its truth, lack uh-huh. of truth, um, and just being super out there. But this is one of the biggest theories out there about the Icebox murders. Mm-hmm. So, thoughts? <laughs> I will say, uh, my big thing with that is, why would they have to be killed so brutally? Right. Yeah. My, it's like CIA <clears throat> kind of thing going on. You know, you kill them, put them in the body bag. We we get rid of them, you know. But it's just so brutal. Like, shot him, shot her in the head. He was beaten. He took his genitalia and his organs, flushed them down the toilet. Their heads are in the vegetable box there. 
you know. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just brutal. It's just very brutal. Yeah, the whole thing is very odd. So my dad is obsessed with, like, the JFK stuff, and he knows all about politics and stuff. And so I'm like, make this make sense to me mm-hmm. <laughs> because it doesn't. And he was basically saying that there's a lot of conspiracy theories around JFK and that they've done lots of demonstrations about how they're couldn't have been one killer Mm -hmm. but it's just a conspiracy theory like there's oswald went down for it Mm -hmm. there's never been i mean there's people that research it but there's never been anything come out that's proof Mm -hmm. um so saying that any of these men did that we just don't know yeah Mm -hmm. um now there's there's a lot behind it too that you know they took Oswald because he was a little strange or had mental illnesses. And they were like, this guy can go down for just taking him out. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just a theory. It's making a lot of connections. Like you have to really stretch Mm -hmm. for this one to work. (laughs) And uh, you have to believe a conspiracy theory in the first place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, that's what we're getting ready to talk about on the Joe show here pretty soon is conspiracy theories and how all these things connect. It's just weird and I'm not ready for it. And we already jumped in. So you, this show's preparing me for it. Okay. <laughs> I love conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. I think they're fun and interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people that go too far. Yes. Um, and I think that kind of is what happened with this book. Mm-hmm. They took a little bit and then they just went over the deep end with it yeah and you know it's blaming people who may not have even been involved at all then i mean and i bet you oh man i don't know because i don't know just someone what if these murders weren't even connected and then they their murders their deaths got drug into the whole thing the conspiracy theories you know i don't know it's mm-hmm. just just a weird thing but it does it does make a little sense, you know. Uh, he would be well, but if he was in the house talking about you know the killing of John F. K. Wouldn't he be like whispering, you know, while he's talking <laughs> about it? Or would you be? Or is he talking to himself about it? Because you know, because I would think he, they said he was like he would get up early, he'd be gone all day, come home at night. So that means he's probably talking to somebody else about it. So what is he doing walking around in his room talking about, ah, la, 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 and then the parents hear about it? Um, I don't know. It's It sounds very, it sounds, you know, better than my whole thing, but I'm not for sure about it. Um, There's still a lot of other theories. Yeah. Recording stopped. Okay, so in 1997, forensic accountant Hugh Gardner and his wife Martha began investigating the crime themselves because they didn't believe all this craziness. Mm -hmm. They wrote their own book (laughs) detailing their theories (laughs) on the Icebox murders. In the book, they acknowledge... I know, right? People are just like... (laughs) Really trying to get book deals, I think. Yeah. 
Because this is weird. I mean, it's it's weird because the whole murder, and then con- now we got some people connected to JFK. So, yeah. Watch, you're going to tell me there's a movie deal out. Or something <laughs> next. There, I bet there would will be or already has been. Um, in the book, they acknowledge that Charles had dealings with CIA contract workers while he was the seismologist for Shell. Mm-hmm. But they completely reject the notion that Charles was a CIA agent himself. Gotcha. And they're like, he didn't need to dismember his parents mm-hmm. after they overheard phone calls. Yeah. Like, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, these two people believe Charles was emotionally and physically abused as a child and as an adult by his father, which cutting off his father's genital genitals Mm -hmm. on father's day yeah might confirm that just a a little bit but okay if you are if you are if that's the theory why would you shoot your mother in the face then i mean maybe maybe his dad was abusing him and he his mom didn't stop it yeah that's that's what i was gonna say there too but i don't know i I don't know. I don't know why I'm trying to be like, you know, if I was the killer, I would be like, you know, you know, I'm still going to kill you, but it's going to be less, you know, because murderers don't, I don't want to say they don't have a brain, but they don't think, you know. They don't think like we do, for sure. Yeah. So, because like I said, for me, it'd be like, okay, you're still going to die, but you're not going to get, I'm not going to shoot you in the face, you know, kind of a deal. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do like that theory about, um, Maybe his father was abusive, you know. But then also too, uh, we said you said they were a nice family and didn't have any enemies <clears throat> earlier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what's with this case too. It's like it's so old that it, there's not factual information. It's yep. anymore anyway. It's mm-hmm. all theories. Yep. It's all hearsay. Um, and then people just make it bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And that's one of the fun things about conspiracy theories. And it's what? People add so much into it to where it starts getting outrageous. And it's very hard for me not to hear a conspiracy theory and not laugh. Because it's like my uncle told me about some type of conspiracy theory. And it's just like, dude that doesn't make sense and I had to laugh about it you know kind of a deal but Uh I don't know (sighs) conspiracy theories great (laughs) I mean there's some wild ones there's Uh, that there's lizard people mm -hmm. um, in the government there's I mean just strange things and I I hope there's some actual facts some I hope there's some actual truth about maybe these connections and things like that because that would be just be real sad if these two you know like there was an actual murderer who wasn't Charles is mm-hmm. now on the loose you know and right. it, it got just caught up into the whole conspiracy thing you know um, mm-hmm. yeah but see the whole thing that I'm like they, they're I don't know did you have more with their theory there. Okay. Yes, but you can go ahead. Okay, because I was going to say the whole thing, even though we've got all these conspiracy theories that make a lot of sense, I've got one thing 
but keeps. Why did you dismember them, put them in the fridge, and then package them? That's the weird. That's the weird thing. Like if you told me, if you would have told me, uh, if you would have taken that one part out, I could believe uh-huh. almost all these conspiracy theories. But the problem that gets me is he just dismembered them and then put them in the refrigerator. And it's like that sounds like something that cannibal would do. Or where do you even come up with that idea? You know, because if you're just if and it takes so much time, like you said. Yeah. Because you got to get the, you got to cut them up, drain the blood, get the little machine in the bags and uh, put the bodies in there, then and then put it in the fridge. Did they have like freezer lock? Yeah. Did they have the, the, did they have the, okay, this is the 60s, so I don't know if they had like the automatic vacuum, but if they had, okay. Let's say they don't have the automatic vacuum. So now what if they got like a pump or something? That's going to take a lot of time. And the officer said they found it three days afterwards. They found him three days afterwards. So did it take the criminal all three days? Like, did they just, did the police just miss them? You know? Possibly. Yeah. After, and cleaning too, you know? Right. This. So I just thought of this and there's nothing to support it at all and i will go back to this craziness but like the guy that called it in mm-hmm. with the weird name what yeah. if he did it what was his name the nephew yeah he's a um, martian martin the martian no. yeah Mar- martin <laughs> was it like melvin martin or something i know it was the mm <laughs> yeah it was okay martin marvin martin marvin martin because if you think of if he did just pass them, that's a little bit coincidental that they mm-hmm. didn't catch him in the act of all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. We've got, in a, my opinion, we've got like a Zodiac killer kind of thing going on. Just went right under the nose of the police, right? <sighs> and with be... a name like that, he would be a great serial killer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and like we said, it's the '60s, so it's one of those things they really hadn't tracked stuff like this down yet. And, you know, 60s was just a weird time. So you could walk up and be like, hey, my name is Marvin Martin. And people would be like, oh, okay. You know? Um, right. That would be crazy. Listen, uh, I really, I would have to give that person a round of applause because right. that's, that's crazy. We don't really, you know, condone, you know, the killings of, every, of the murderers or anything. We really want them to get caught. But if if your theory is correct, that's just super badass, you know. It is because then you have people writing books and all of this conspiracy over mm-hmm. absolutely nothing, yes. and you're just sitting back like, oh wow. And he has the con- if this was him, he has the control because you know serial killers they will see those books, read those books, and the next thing you know, they they're like, no. I did that kind of a deal, you know, and then they would tell the police and then they're caught. He has mm-hmm. self-control. It would just. <laughs> let's, write, let's write a book, Sarah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we'll just call it um, Marvin. <laughs> right. We can make some money. Uh, so 
<clears throat> also, you could do some ads for those Ziploc bags and we could probably make some money. <laughs> you could be like, are you having a hard time putting your body parts in a Ziploc bag? <laughs> oh, don't listen to me. I'm crazy. Yeah. Okay. The, the police probably wouldn't have found out Jeffrey Dahmer was because they um they probably wouldn't have found out that Jeffrey Dahmer was uh, eating a cannibal if they if he would have had these Ziploc bags because they thought it was ham. So there you go. Listen, or he's, oh, or Martin is like one of those um, traveling salesmen on TV, and he's selling oh. the Ziploc bags on how to do it. You know, <laughs> you can dang near do anything. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> oh boy. Well, we're going to hell, Sam. <laughs> we do. Uh, we really need therapy. <laughs> okay, so. All my craziness back to the gardeners who believe Charles was emotionally and physically abused. So they also claim that near the end of their lives, that Edwina and Fred were defrauding their son, forging his signatures on deeds of the land that he owned and taking out loans in his name and pocketing the money. The gardeners label Fred and Edwina as Deceivious con artist. They say Fred worked as a bookie, regularly engaging in gambling and fraud, stealing large sums of money from Charles, and continually physically abusing him, even as a grown man. He was a real estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, okay, real estate agents make like a hundred thousand dollars a year or more. Okay, let's right. go back into the 60s. Maybe like 60000 which was a lot back then. What did he need to do that for? Like, okay, I, you can get me on the gambling and stuff and maybe abusive, but you can't tell me he was stealing money from Charles. I guess he could. They didn't have a lavish life. I mean, yeah. they weren't living in a nice house or nice cars or anything like that. Yeah, this is where I'm saying it gets kind of tainted, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I could, because, okay, so I can even believe that it was like what you said earlier. They were a nice family. Nobody had anything around, wrong with them. But then in the 60s, there was that time where it was like you're nice on the outside, but on the inside of the home, everything was tore up. So I can believe, I can believe that, you know, maybe he was abusive. But now you're going into this <laughs> gambling and stuff. He's a freaking real estate agent. He didn't need the he didn't need the, his son's check, and it's and it's also like so Charles was in the military. He was grown, grown like yeah. in his forties. If his parents were abusing him, like I feel like he would have not moved back in yeah. with them. Mm-hmm. Like he already got away from an abusive situation. Why are you going back? Mm-hmm. Or you would strike back. You know. Yeah. This would have happened way earlier. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. It just doesn't make enough sense. Right. So there's a little bit more here. Um, so they also claim Charles had been planning his parents' death for years mm-hmm. and used powerful friends whom have whom he met through his um, working in the oil industry and the seismology and all that to flee to Mexico. Mm-hmm. They theorized Charles eventually ended up in Honduras, where he experienced some kind of karma Mm -hmm. and was killed over a wage dispute with minors. Mm. Not like 
children, but like mining people, okay. people that mine. Yeah, thank you for explaining that because <laughs> I was just like, he's getting a fight with kids. Like, kids Give me know? my wages. Yeah. This just, it's it sounds very, um, <clears throat> it just, it sounds like a stretch. They're like, th- how did they know any of this? Yes. That's what I was saying. There was just there were some things you were saying earlier, and I was just like, "How'd you figure that? How'd you figure all this out?" You know, right? Like we barely we barely know anything about these people, about the parents, and here you are figuring all this stuff out. No, that's just like it's like a it's like being a comedian. You know, you you have this story, and the story's not very funny. So what do you have to do? You have to spice it up a little bit to. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I think they did. I think they were like, "Well, we've got this fact over here, we have this fact over here, and we have this fact over here, and we have to put stuff in the middle." And mm, I don't listen. They might be a good read, but for facts, I wouldn't really trust them. Yeah, uh, because like going down to Honduras and the miners and everything. How do you know any of that? Yeah, you. Sarah, you just said earlier, we don't know where this dude's at. It's an open case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the facts are that he so today he would be over 100 years old. So he's more than likely dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't know for sure on anything who mm-hmm. did this, if it was him, where he went. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very coincidental to me that they both said Honduras. Yeah. So I wonder if he like there'd been some sightings, yeah, um, somewhere. I hadn't found anything on that, but like they're they're trying to sell books and yeah. they're making it crazy. Uh-huh. And I'm not saying that any of the um, John F. Kennedy stuff is wrong because mm-hmm. like they've tried to prove in facts with that. But as far as like the icebox murders being connected, yes, it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, but even if, even if we were, were trying to do that, you could still follow the trail. It's just a long trail. With this one, with this second book, it's like you get lost a little bit, and you, like, I'm literally picturing movie stuff in my head. You know, the first book I'm picturing like newsreels, you know, of stuff going on and fig- trying to figure out like actual history, and this one, it's like. Tom Holland and Brendan Fraser in a goddamn movie together doing this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, and this one is like, I know that like nothing is that we talk about is funny, but this yes. happened so long ago. Yeah, everyone's dead and gone. That mm-hmm. it's like, why are you even still writing books in the '90s about it? Yep. Like, mm-hmm. get over it. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's just how conspiracy theorists are, you know? Like, listen, somebody will hear this case, and they might be, like, inspired, you know? They'll True. go back and listen to the case, and then they're going to be writing a book. And then they're, like, based off of the Code 187 podcast, they just be like, oh, no. no. <laughs> so, yeah. But <laughs> I, I thought the case... The case itself is very interesting with the whole thing about Charles and the conspiracy theories are just just blowing. Right. It's just too much. And Mm. we just may never know. And we can leave it at that and be okay. You can be okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
I am still trying to figure out the whole meat processing thing. But it is, yeah. I feel like every time you every time you bring a mystery, there's always one thing I get caught up on that I cannot get off. It's because <laughs> I was listening to a couple of them and I kept saying, "Okay, sir, but wait, I can't get over this thing. I can't get over this thing." Um, so yes. Uh, and uh, this is crazy. I feel like I have to in- say that now in every episode. That's my catchphrase now. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep, you need it on merch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're gonna make shirts about. It. We're gonna make shirts with that. Um, but yes, um, if you what... have any other theories, saw anything that made sense to you, there's tons of stuff out there. These were the only ones that like had a bunch of information mm-hmm. so and like i said i'm scratching the surface on stuff but there this runs deep yeah <laughs> yeah and that's that's what this whole thing's about it's we just try to give you a little bit of the facts when we well in this particular one we just give you a little bit of facts and then you guys can go in and you can do your own research and then bring it back to us because we have a group on facebook mm-hmm. and we have the page there um just for a lot of people out there, we have a group and we have a page. So you are going to, Sarah, we don't do episodes on the group, right? I do do on on both just because okay. I push out our videos everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, watch my video now. <clears throat> yeah, because I had one guy, he was asking me, he was like, yeah, I joined or I liked it. And I wasn't, I couldn't find it anywhere. And I was just like. It's that's a little weird because you know the way we post, you should be able to find anything and everything we do. So, um, yeah, just make sure you're on the right page. Code one eight seven. It's got the code one eight seven. Cop lights in the background. Um, you can't miss it. And um, if you can't for some reason find us, um, look at one of our socials on Spotify or right here on the bottom here of the screen and on YouTube and get in contact with us and we'll send you a link. So, yeah, our email's uh, in there. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you can Facebook message us. Anything, I will answer. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and give you a link and send you somewhere. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. I thought the Icebox murders were very interesting, especially with the conspiracies and all that. Um, and Sarah's done it again. Made me think. Uh, I can't do a straight up case. I just can't. It's not in my bones to like do a just regular true crime. It's 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 a little weird. It's it's a little weird <laughs> when we do do the um the cases because I'm like we were talking about like BTK and I was like yeah this is interesting but I don't get to do any thinking because we know everything you know mm-hmm. I don't get to come up with any theories because we know everything but. Uh, it is sometimes nice to take a break and just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. <clears throat> but, yeah. but my goal, my goal is to challenge people. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to challenge you, what you think and what you know and what you think about true crime and get some cases that, like, you don't know. So mm-hmm. that's my mission. <laughs> yeah, and that's why you guys got to have the messages to be like, we heard that message before or we heard that case before. Do I know what? Because if you don't tell us, we don't know. So, yep. Yeah. I guess for right now, I'm Joe. And I am Sarah. And you guys are listening to Code 187, and we thank you. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.
Recording stopped.